This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Hurricane Nicole approaching Florida and the East Coast. We have the story. Winners announced in the Kansas governor and attorney general races. I'm Dan O'Neill. Vote on Kansas constitutional constitutional amendment is still too close to call. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSF meteorologist Dan Holiday. A strong cold front will quickly sweep through this morning with a very narrow line of scattered showers and a few thunderstorms. The temperatures will be falling throughout the rest of today. Our full forecast here in just a few minutes. Mandatory evacuations for several Florida counties as Hurricane Nicole bombards the state. Meteorologist Craig Herrera of Fox Weather is tracking the storm. He says storm surge will have a real impact across much of the state. Some of those stronger winds, 70 to 80 mile per hour winds around the center of the storm will be very close to Orlando. As it continues to move over and into the Gulf side, expect it to make a big turn. At this point, the winds, remember the winds are going in a counterclockwise direction. Those winds will be banking up against the Big Bend area of Florida. And at that point, we could see some impressive storm surge, Cedar Key all the way up into maybe even Panama City. But the Big Bend is where the storm surge is going to be the strongest as those winds are whipping around from the south, southwest. Storm surge, major concern here. We could see three to five feet of extra storm surge above sea level. Governor Ron DeSantis has issued a state of emergency for dozens of counties to help those already trying to recover from Hurricane Ian earlier this year. Democrats say the midterm results weren't so bad as Republicans try to make the best of it. Ballots are still being counted and control of the House is leaning towards the GOP. But by how many seats, we don't know. However, President Biden was sounding defiant, as Democrats did better than expected. This is supposed to be a red wave. You guys, you were talking about us losing 30 to 50 seats, and this is going to... No, we're, that's not going to happen. While House Minority Whip Steve Scalise told Fox... I know a lot of people like to focus on all of the drama in Washington. We're going to get to work for the hardworking families who gave us this majority. On the Senate side, we may not know which party's in power for weeks, as vote totals are still coming in, and Georgia's been forced into having a runoff election in December. Jill Nato, Fox News. Kansas electing a governor and attorney general. Incumbent Governor Laura Kelly will remain in office for another four years. Republican Chris Kobach will take over as attorney general. With 49% of the vote, Kelly narrowly defeated challenger Derek Schmidt to lead the state. But Republicans came out on top in several House races. Political analyst Bob Beatty says it's possible for the two sides to work together. Kansans have shown a desire uh, uh, to come together on some things. There's certainly a lot of potential for some things to get done, even with a Republican legislature and a Democratic governor. Chris Kobach was declared the winner with a narrow margin over challenger Chris Mann. He says one of his priorities will be to address fentanyl overdoses. Kobach won with 51% of the vote. But man has not conceded, saying that there are thousands of mail-in votes that deserve to be counted. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The vote on a constitutional amendment on legislative authority is still too close to call in Kansas. According to the Secretary of State's office, the difference is 6,000 votes with 29,000 mail-in and provisional ballots still to count. 
The legislative oversight amendment, if passed, would give lawmakers veto power over anything done by the executive branch. President and CEO of the Kansas Chamber, Alan Cobb, says any voter can request a recount if the difference is within one-half of a percent. We'll have to wait to see what the exact final final tally is to see if that's something that's that's worth pursuing. But yeah, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be following it until it is absolutely done. The no vote is currently leading by a fraction of a percent. A mobile home was destroyed by fire in South Wichita yesterday morning, the 1100 block of 55th South. Firefighters found the home fully engulfed in flames. Fire Captain Casey Hauschoid says they went to work battling the blaze, learned there was ammunition stored inside. That's a concern for our crews. We just got to make sure that as we stretch our hose lines, we get our fire attack, we use the reach of the stream of the water to start to cool the environment before we push into somewhere we do have that live ammunition popping off because it is a projectile. No one inside at the time of the fire, and the home was declared to be a total loss. A suspicious package closed the downtown Wichita post office at 2nd and Waco for a short time Wednesday afternoon. Investigators say a man walked into the post office, left a package on a desk, and walked away. The building was evacuated. Police blocked off the area while the package was examined. The incident remains under investigation. KNSS News Time now, 7.04, four minutes past 7 o'clock. College men's basketball tonight. The Jayhawks put the nation's longest winning streak on the line. We'll preview that coming up in sports. Putin will skip the G20 Summit of World Leaders. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now 7.08, eight minutes past 7 o'clock on this Thursday morning. Russian President Vladimir Putin will not attend the Group of 20 Summit in Indonesia next week avoiding a possible confrontation with the United States and its allies over his war in Ukraine. U.S. President Joe Biden, Chinese President Xi Jinping, and other world leaders are to attend the summit in Bali. That starts November 15th. Police in Virginia say a homeowner shot an alleged intruder last night. Fairfax police say officers responded to reports of a shooting at a home in Oakton a little before 7 p.m. They found a man dead at the scene who had allegedly broken into the residence and was shot dead by the homeowner. Police say the homeowner and the alleged intruder got into an altercation outside before the homeowner went back in to retrieve his gun. That's when the man followed him into the home with a large landscaping rock and then was shot. No one else was injured in the incident. Ted Lindner, Fox News. Fentanyl may have been the cause of death for an Alabama student. The Dallas County District Attorney Michael Jackson does believe the deadly drug played a role in the death of a 16-year-old male sophomore at Selma High School. Four others were taken to an area hospital and are expected to recover. Jackson says they are still awaiting toxicology results and an autopsy, but went on to say when it comes to fentanyl, quote, it doesn't take much to kill you. There were over 100,000 drug overdose deaths in this country last year, and this year we're on a similar pace, which would result in more deaths than those caused by guns and car crashes combined. John Saucier, Fox News. The most iconic Christmas tree in the United States, getting ready for its journey to New York City. The tree that will be visited by thousands during the holiday season in New York City is being chopped down today. The 82-foot-tall, 14-ton Norway spruce that will be the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree will be cut, then hoisted by crane onto a 115-foot-long trailer. 
So far, the tree has lived its life sans lights and tinsel in Queensbury in upstate New York. It will make the more than 200-mile trip to Manhattan on a flatbed truck arriving on Saturday. Then the decorating starts with crews working on scaffolding around the tree, which is about 50 feet in diameter. It will be lit for the holiday season at Rockefeller Center on November 30th. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 710, 10 minutes past 7 o'clock. We have a stalled-out vehicle. This is southbound. I-235, and it's at the ramp to Kellogg. Watch for a slowdown there as volumes pick up. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist, Ron, well, Warren Sears in today. Good morning, Warren. <laughs> hey, good morning. It's me. Yeah, we are uh, We're dealing with a little a little bit of a warm and muggy start. It's, yeah. been, a, it's been a pretty spring-like stretch recently, huh? It sure has. Been nice. Yep. It has been nice, and uh, get ready for that to come crashing down as we head through the rest of our day. <laughs> as, uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's got to happen at some point, right? And, uh, you know, this time of year, it's what we can expect, but we do have a, a potent cold front that's just off towards our west. So while we are warm right now, um, you'll actually notice your temperatures are going to fall throughout the day. So here over the next probably two hours, uh, we'll, we'll have that front start to move into Wichita, and uh, those temperatures will fall to about 52 degrees or so by lunch and staying in the lower 50s in the afternoon. Winds will switch out of the northwest today between about uh, 10 to 25 miles per hour. So it'll be breezy at times and borderline windy. And we'll also have some clouds. There is a chance for a, a few showers and thunderstorms along that front. It's moving pretty quick, though. So if you do get to see a quick downpour in your area, it won't last too long. That front will move to our south and east into the afternoon and evening, stalling out a little bit. So the farther south and east you are today, the better chance you have for maybe a few more showers and storms to redevelop later on in the day, especially to the east of the turnpike. Uh, tonight, though, temperatures will fall even more. A north wind 10 to 25 with lows at 26 degrees are feels like temperatures dro likely dropping into the teens. <clears throat> Excuse me. So a chilly night on tap. And that gives way to uh, our day tomorrow, partly cloudy to mostly sunny. At least we'll see a little sunshine, 42 for a high. That wind stays out of the north, 10 to 25. And this weekend, we likely will not climb out of the 40s for highs really through Sunday into much of next week as well, where we have a much cooler pattern that has moved into the region. So uh, hang on to those 60s this morning as uh, things are coming crashing down here over the next few hours. But right now it is 64 with a south wind at 15 and uh, visibility, no problem here. You'll notice, though, throughout the day, uh, those temperatures will uh, not feel near as nice. And uh, some big changes are here to stay for quite some time. So yesterday's high, 76 degrees. Today, we may... We've already seen our high today, but you're talking about we are. Yep, 50s. we're pretty much seeing it. Yep, we're pretty much seeing it right now. So about 50 this afternoon. All right, thank you, Warren. The KSN Storm Tracker Three Forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Warren Sears this morning. This date, this is a uh, November 10th, 1915. Three tornadoes, two of them F4 struck central and south central Kansas, and F4. This is 1915 again. Oof. Struck south central Kansas, carved a track 16 miles long around 200 yards wide from four miles south of Peck to Derby. Four people killed, 28 injured. These are the day, days before we had uh, radar and all the uh, modern uh, weather warning systems. The first violent tornado in that system uh, with a track 35 miles long and around 300 yards wide Ooh, struck gosh. Great Bend, killing 11, injuring 75. Eee. Hundreds of ducks 
that were killed fell from the sky around 25 miles northeast of the end of the tornado's track. In other words, they they were killed as this twister went through, and I guess we're up in the air until finally they just fell out of the sky. A great, it's not uh, it's not raining weird. cats and dogs, it's raining ducks today. There you go. Yeah. Stephen's head of the morning here on KNSS. Uh, something's coming up Saturday. Uh, the Salvation Army is uh, inviting the community to help kick off the 2022 Red Kettle Christmas campaign. The Red Kettles, this Saturday, November 12th. It's at 10 a.m., and the event will be held at uh, Generations Antiques at Outdoor Market. That's 767 Northwest Street in Wichita. And the Salvation Army, our friend Craig Davis, says they are pleased to announce this year's Christmas chair, Wichita City Council Member Brian Fry. So that's coming up Saturday, at, again, at 10 a.m. at 767 Northwest Street. Very good. Kicking off the kettles yeah. for this year. Uh, let's see, what is this date? This date, 1982, Ted. The newly finished Vietnam Veterans Memorial was opened to its first visitors in Washington, D.C., Three days before its dedication. Uh, have you been there? I have. I have too. And I'll tell you, it is, uh, it's, it's difficult not to be moved when you see all these names uh, on this black, uh, what is it, granite? Anyway, it's a, it's, a, it's a wall. And you can take a piece of paper and you can trace the name. Just run your, your pencil over it and trace the name of the, the loved one or person you know. We did that when my family and I were there. Somebody at uh, Renta Center, where Shelly was uh, working at that time, they had a brother or a, a relative who had died in Vietnam, and they wanted that name traced. And by gosh, we got it done for them. So it is quite a thing. You got to see it if you if you go to Washington D.C. Just Coming, I just remember when I was there, how struck I was at how quiet it was. Yes, very. It's people, kind of set down in a little bit of a gully or yep. a, a veil. It's right across from Lincoln. And right, yeah, right across the street from the Lincoln Memorial. And, and you know, you've got the hustle and bustle of the Washington, D.C., but kind of when you went down to that little area, it was just so quiet. Very quiet. <laughs> very somber. Very respectful place to be. And, of course, that was designed by a young female college student. Pretty. Of course, they had the, the submissions for all those. There were hundreds and thousands of people that submitted designs for that thing, and it was a young woman, young college student that mm. came up with that. Now, the, our election is, is in the can, as we say now, and... Coming up about an hour from now, we're going to get a little post-election uh, briefing from Angela Cadillo, who is our Sedgwick County Election Commissioner. Coming on with Steve and Ted, that's about one hour from now. I have posted the photo that Angela sent me yesterday of the two uh, uh, election workers at the old county courthouse. This must have been in the late 60s. Or, uh, anyway, I posted it on my Facebook and also our uh, station Facebook with some comments this morning. And uh, it's interesting uh, because it jarred a memory for me of one of the characters we had around here when I first started in radio in 70, uh, a guy whose name was George Hart. And George v- ran for everything. If there was an office open, he ran for it. Uh, and he would send out his own little handwritten news releases. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> At the bottom, he had, a, he had a rubber stamp that he had made. Nice. And it was in the shape of a heart, okay? Mm-hmm. And it would say in there, have a heart, vote for George Hart for, and there was a blank space where he would write in the office. Hey, whatever works. This is one of those great characters we used to have. Even a guy named Del Crozier, who would drive around all day with his car downtown with a loudspeaker on. Mm-hmm. Vote for Del Crozier. 
We don't see those kind of people anymore. Not really. Uh, we take our, maybe we take ourselves a little too seriously. There you go. 718 now, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. It is sports time with Ted Woodward. Ted. Yeah, and we start out with college men's basketball tonight up in Lawrence. Game number two of the season for the defending national champion, Kansas Jayhawks. KU ranked number five in the nation. Jayhawks have a the longest winning streak in the nation right now. They've won 12 games in a row. Of course, coming off the national title. KU hosting the Bison of North Dakota State tonight up in Lawrence. KU is 1-0, Bison 0-1. FanDuel has the Jayhawks as a 23.5-point favorite coming into tonight's game. Live pregame coverage of the Jayhawks at 5.30 p.m. The game will tip off at 7 o'clock tonight in Lawrence. Listen to the Jayhawks live on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. We have Thursday night football tonight. Falcons and Panthers right here on KNSS. It's been a struggle this season for both Atlanta and Carolina, but because they play in football's worst division, both teams are very much in the playoff race. At 4-5, and five, the Falcons have a losing record, but are tied with the Bucks for first place in the NFC South. At 2-7, and seven, the Panthers should be nowhere near a postseason berth, but they find themselves just two games behind Atlanta and Tampa Bay for the division lead and the automatic playoff spot that would come with a division title. P.J. Walker will get another start at quarterback for Carolina. He was benched at halftime of last week's loss to Cincinnati, but will get another shot tonight against a Falcons defense that ranks near the bottom of the league, allowing 25 points per game. I'm Eric Messersmith, Fox News. FanDuel has the Falcons as a two-and-a-half-point favorite coming into this one, and you can hear it live. Coverage begins at 6.30 tonight for Thursday Night Football. Panthers-Falcons, it's right here on 98.7 and 13.30, KNSS. College women's basketball, the Wichita State women opened up their season last night at Coke Arena with a 67-53 win over Alcorn State. Frajada Colbert with a double-double for the Shocks, 13 points and 10 rebounds. In that season opening win with the Shocker Ladies. Let's go to the NBA where the Brooklyn Nets have a new head coach and it's former Kansas Jayhawk Jacques Vaughn. New head coach of the Brooklyn Nets and they actually won last night. Beat the Knicks by uh, 27 points. So Jacques Vaughn's off to a nice start as officially the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Of course he had a previous head coaching stint with the Orlando Magic. Kevin Durant, one of the big stars for the Nets, says he likes playing for Jacques Vaughn. Just to start off, what was your reaction to Jacques getting named uh, the full-time head coach? Uh, I was excited for him. Um, I know the work that he puts in every day. I know how much he cares about the development of uh, each player and his team as a whole. And um, looking forward to playing for him. You know, all the guys have um, responded to um, how he wants us to play. And, um, you know, so I'm looking forward to, you know, how we progress after this. All right. The Nets have won three of their last four games. Juco men's basketball last night. Hutchinson Community College beat Labette 139-84. to <laughs> Hutchinson men are off to a 4-0 start. They are ranked number six in the nation. Oh. They are second in the nation in scoring, averaging 123 points a game. They put up 139 last night. After a 4-0 start, let's go to the NBA. The Phoenix Suns went on the road last night, beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 129-117. to Coming off the bench for the Suns. Former Wichita State Shocker Landry Shamit had 16 points. Phoenix right now, the number two team in the West. They've won seven of their last nine. And we got a good birthday today. The all-time leading scorer at Kansas State University. Jacob Pullen is 33 today. Of course, when he was a junior, he led the Wildcats into the Elite Eight of the NCAA Tournament. 
very briefly played in the NBA, but he has played a long time overseas. He's currently playing in Macedonia. He's made a lot of money playing overseas. Wow. K-State's all-time leading scorer, the great Jacob Pullen. He's not big. He's only six feet tall, if that. He is celebrating a birthday. He's 33 today. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. You know who's also having a birthday today? Brad Horning. Brad Horning. Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. One of our former co-workers. Former co-workers. He worked with us. He was in the promotion department. Yeah. And it would help to set up all the, the stuff when we go do a show or something or a remote. And uh, and uh, just uh, he was a big Stephen Ted fan. Yes, he was. And yeah. he came in every day and, and said he liked this, he liked that. So uh, we, we appreciated his input. And... Uh, He's a pretty good guy. We Yeah, we, we enjoyed take... working with him all those years, yeah. and unfortunately the pandemic kind of did in his job position. Yeah. And but we're he... sad about that. Hope he's doing well. Brad, yeah, we Horn. hope he is. Happy birthday to Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> 723, keep it here for a house call for health. The CDC has some recommendations to keep you healthy as we head into the colder months. That's coming up, Stephen, head of the morning on KNSS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Good morning, Steve McIntosh. Ted Woodward is 7.30 on this Thursday morning, 64 degrees. Voters in Harvey County approved an $8.4 million school bond issue. It comes after storm damage that took place in 2021 made parts of two buildings unsafe to use. Superintendent Fred Van Rankin says both Lindley Hall and Santa Fe School will be repaired, making each building structurally sound. You won't see a big, new, shiny building. You're going to see the same building uh, with those uh, improvements. Most of those won't be visible from the exterior in terms of the improvements that will take place. But it'll give us another 40, 50 years out of the building. Work on the building set to begin as soon as possible. The audit for Tuesday's election is underway in Kansas. Election workers randomly select races to audit in each of the state's 105 counties. And that includes one federal, one state, one House of Representatives or Senate race, and one local race in each county. And they're also selecting one constitutional amendment vote in each county, along with counties with around 29,000 mail-in ballots with the proper postmark and arrival date. President Biden is being urged by some Democrats 
to sit out the next presidential election. President Biden telling a post-midterm election news conference he's leaning toward running for re-election, but likely won't decide until early next year. Now some progressive Democrats are telling him to decide to retire at the end of his term. Roots Action, which supported Bernie Sanders' two presidential bids, rolling out anti-Biden digital ad campaigns, saying Democrats can risk losing in 2024 and shouldn't gamble on Biden's low approval rating. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. Defense attorneys rest in the Capitol riot trial of Oath Keepers leader Stuart Rhodes. Lawyers for Rhodes wrapped up their case with testimony from a man described as the Oath Keepers operations leader for January 6th. Michael Green told the jury he came to Washington to oversee security services for prominent right-wing figures, but denied there was ever even an implicit plan to attack the Capitol. Rhodes never entered the building and testified earlier that he thought it was a stupid thing for his fellow Oath Keepers to do, but prosecutors countered with messages from Rhodes urging supporters to fight to keep President Trump in power. Rhodes and four other Oath Keepers face up to 20 years in prison if convicted of seditious conspiracy. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. Testing by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has found no radioactive contamination at a Missouri school that was shut down last month amid fears that nuclear material from a contaminated creek nearby had made its way into the school. Teams from the Corps' St. Louis office began testing the interior of Jana Elementary School in Florissant, Missouri, and the soil around it in late October, days after the school board closed the school. The closure followed testing by a private firm that found concerning levels of contamination. The Corps says preliminary results found no evidence of radioactive material above that would that would be naturally occurring. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a quick change in our weather pattern today as a powerful cold front will race southeast along and near that. A narrow line of showers and a few thunderstorms, but temperatures fall behind the front quickly near 50 throughout the rest of the day with a gusty north wind. Party cloudy, 28 our low tonight. On Veterans Day, our high near 40. I'm KNSS meteorologist and holiday. And now a partly cloudy sky, 64 degrees, and we have a south wind at 16 miles per hour. So, yesterday's high, 76 degrees. Oh, Ted. man, so nice. And today we've already had our high. We're going the other way. Yeah. Yep, yep. Looking at the radar this morning, there's that line of, of the front is really pronounced. You can see it really well on the radar. And uh, it's just now approaching Hutchinson from the west. Here it comes. Uh, It's a diagonal line, if you can imagine, from northeast to southwest. And it's moving to the, basically to the east, coming right toward Wichita. And it's, like I said, looks looks to me like it's just creeping into the uh, western part of uh, Hutchinson. Out west, it's just, uh, there, it's moved past, looks like it's moved past Pratt now. It's going past Pratt. So there you go. Give you an idea of where this cold front is and, and it's moving in our direction, and i got to go home and find my heavier clothing to wear. Dig it out of the mothballs or whatever. Today is uh, Thursday, November 10th, 2022, on this date in 1775. The U.S. Marines were organized under authority of the Continental Congress, basically, uh, you know, uh, creating a force of, uh, of uh, military people who were trained to uh, perform on the, on the seas and wherever the ship would take them. Uh, and we usually don't the send the Marines into places where things are easy. No. They get the, usually get, they get the tough stuff. Very difficult situations. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, 
spearheaded a lot in the South Pacific there in World War II. And, and of course, they were active in World War I as well. But uh, if you know a Marine, there are no ex-Marines. They're, they're Marines for life. I, I'm trying to think of the, the ones I've known who served in the Marine Corps. I think, uh, can you name a couple? Do you have personal friends? I mean, I can name Jim White, who was uh, a schoolmate at I don't think I personally West. know any Marines. Jim was a, a Marine, and then he became a police officer when he came home. Uh, we had a guy who did uh, who did uh, the ag report on KFH back in the eighties. A guy named Bob Gibbons, and Bob was a, a short guy. He was a runner. He was only about five six, five seven. He was a runner. On his fortieth birthday, he ran forty miles. But uh, he was a Marine. He had been in the Marine Corps, and uh, he he died of a uh, a freak operation. Uh, on his oh Achilles gosh. tendon, oh. and he died in, under surgery. Anyway, he's a uh. great guy. Bob was a terrific guy. I think that uh, Chris Keeter over at Allstate's uh, Home Improvement, I believe he is a Marine. I'm just trying to think of a few more. My classmate Rick Smethers was a Marine, and, and then he went to the Navy SEALs. So they're all over the place, and, and usually uh, the kind of people we're, we're proud of, and we're proud of the United States Marine Corps. Saluting you all today, as my wife says, their dress blues are the Greatest military uniform ever created. Pretty amazing. <laughs> Looked pretty sharp. Now we had a little incident in uh, in England. A 23-year-old British man behind bars after he hurled eggs, raw eggs, at King Charles III. That's not nice. And Queen Consort Camilla. The incident occurred Wednesday as the royal couple was being greeted by York City officials beneath a medieval gateway that leads into the city. British police say... Video shows the unidentified suspect throwing a number of eggs at the couple, but failing to hit his targets with a single one. Apparently, the guy didn't have a very good, very accurate throwing arm. Well, he probably played cricket, didn't play baseball. As the man was being detained, he could be heard yelling, This country was built on the blood of slaves, according to the video. Apparently, the crowd of onlookers didn't sympathize with the attacker's cause. As police hauled him away, they could be heard chanting, God save the king and shame on you. There you go. <laughs> so, Mr. Eggman, it didn't work out very well. All right. 738 now, Stephen Taylor in the morning here on KNSS. What's happening? But yet you're here halfway around the world talking about him. Yeah. You, yes. you gave him the felicity he, he wanted. He got some attention. Yep. Well, that's what we do. We give people the attention that they crave, you know, like uh, Don Grant, the money tracker. There's a guy who, you know, he, it's like uh, attention is like his oxygen, right? Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we're all a little bit like that. Oh, well, we all, I, I have a we theory. We our if, time in the spotlight. That's right. If you didn't, you, we wouldn't be uh, on the radio spouting away every day trying to get people's attention. Hey, hey, here I am over here. <laughs> I just uh, bought a book the other day. I'm not sure whether I like it or not. Yeah? Yeah. Mel Brooks, its title is All About Me. Yeah. And so far, you know, he's covered his childhood in the Bronx or in New York, and it's kind of interesting, but, you know, I'm usually interested in, I like to read good writers who mm-hmm. have a lot to tell you. So far, maybe you'll get into some good anecdotes about uh, the Well, people see, that's what you would hope if that's you're reading a book about Mel Brooks, yeah. that you get these great stories. I don't care much about when he was a kid. I want to find out. Yeah, let's move on to where he's yeah. actually working at any rate. He's a working man. Okay, uh, what's going on in your world? Anything you want to share with our mm-hmm. our, our listening audience today? You you did something last. You said was it last evening? You went out. Yeah, went out dusk. Tell me about that. That, that went, was interesting. Took a nice walk up at the Great Plains Nature Center. I knew that the weather was going to change for the the bitter cold coming up, so I thought oh, I'd 
need to take advantage of this night where it's 70 degrees, 75 degrees, and take take a nice little walk when it's nice and warm. And for those who don't know, where is that, Ted? It's a, a what, 32nd and Woodlawn. 32nd and Woodlawn, yeah. I have I've, I don't think I've ever been there. That amazes me. Yeah. How much how much of a walking trail do they have around? Yeah, there? very extensive. It's a large wow. piece of ground. I didn't have to put on my list to go out there. And while you were there, uh, I had a close encounter with a deer. Yikes! It's antlers. All of a sudden, <laughs> out of the out of the grass, here comes this big deer, just walking along very slowly. And he stopped and looked straight at us, and we looked right back at him. And you know, I was just saying, very still, didn't want to disturb it. But the, it was pretty the, interesting to see. And it got as close as about. 15, 20 feet from yeah, us. I'm not sure really they, close. I think they can be kind of cantankerous, can't they? Yeah, I was ready to spring into action should it get any closer, oh. but it didn't. Just kept walking on along. You know, as a kid growing up in Kansas, and I was all over western Kansas with my, my family doing things, and I don't remember ever, ever, ever seeing a deer. Um, the first one I remember seeing was in Yellowstone at the, uh, at the geyser there, Old Faithful, where they had these pet deers that just walked around. That's the only time I ever, but the last few years, deer have proliferated in our part of the country. And I've encountered deer there before at the Nature Center. Yeah. Well, I've seen them, uh, seen them out here at Kellogg and Rock, just walking down the street. Seen them in our parking mm-hmm. lot, four or five at a time in our parking lot. So they are everywhere. And by gosh, uh, by, by the way, if you're driving, watch out for them. Because when, when you yeah, run into one. Yeah, this time of year, it gets... Well, when dicey. you know, seriously, when dawn and dusk, we have accidents yep. every year with mm-hmm. a number of people who die in accidents yep. in Kansas, running into deer. So, all right, so you had a close encounter of the deer kind. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, absolutely. All right, seven forty-one now. Steve and Ted coming up. We've got the uh, Wichita Business Journal update. A problem in a supply chain slows Boeing deliveries. Oh, that's on the way. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen Ted of the morning, KNSS 746 here on this Thursday morning. Three big things. Three. Laura Kelly elected to a second term as Kansas governor. Chris Kobach elected attorney general. Two. Vote on Kansas constitutional amendment regarding legislative powers. Still too close to call. One. Hurricane Nicole approaching storm-weary Florida and the East Coast. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Traffic volumes well, picking up out there, so we're seeing some heavier traffic volumes in the area. We do have a stalled-out vehicle southbound I-135 29th Street North, so you'll want to watch for traffic slowdowns in that area. We've also got a stalled-out vehicle, and this is in an area where we've got some really heavy traffic right now. Stalled-out northbound I-135 right at Harry. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Partly sunny with a 50% chance for rain today. Temperatures falling to around 50 degrees. Partly cloudy and cold tonight. The overnight low 27. Friday sunny, breezy, cooler. Tomorrow's high 40. That's right, 40 degrees. Now partly cloudy. South wind at 16 miles per hour and 64 degrees. Hats are back and they're more popular now than in the last 30 years. There's no better time to have the staff at Hatman Jacks help you find hats for yourself and everyone on your gift list. With over 50 brands to choose from, you are sure to find that cozy hat 
that will fit every lifestyle at the Clock Tower in Delano or at HatmanJacks.com. 748 now, Stephen Tan on Wall Street Wednesday. Stocks gave back a chunk of the gains built during a three-day rally. Markets falling ahead of Thursday's highly anticipated inflation report as investors weighed midterm election results. The Dow down 646 points. The S&P off by 79. The Nasdaq lower by 263. Trader and investor anxiety stoked by uncertainty in the election results as key races remained undecided. And it doesn't help that earnings are disappointing. Disney's lower-than-expected results pushing down its shares more than 12%. And other streamers, including Roku and Warner Brothers, trading lower as well. Tech stocks finishing mostly lower. A notable exception, Facebook owner Meta. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. Price increases moderated in the U.S. last month in the latest sign that the inflation pressure that has gripped the nation might be easing as the economy slows and consumers grow more cautious. Consumer inflation reached 7.7% in October from a year earlier and 0.4% from September. The year-over-year gain was the smallest since January. Excluding volatile food and energy prices, core inflation rose 6.3% in the past 12 months and 0.3% from September. And let's take a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. A problem with a vendor in the supply chain of Wichita-based Spirit Aerosystems slowed delivery activity for Boeing last month. Boeing this week reporting 35 plane deliveries for October. That's down from 51 in September as handovers of its 737 MAX jet fell from 36 to 22 sequentially. The slip comes as Boeing works to stabilize production of its best-selling MAX at about one plane per day, with commercial airplanes and unit CEO Stan Deal attributing the decline at the company's investor day last week to a problem with its fuselage supplier. Advocates looking to solve Wichita's child care crisis convened a small group of local employers Wednesday to identify needs of working parents and explore possible solutions. The message from employers was clear. Child care is a workforce issue for their companies, and they're willing to help solve it. The meeting at the Workforce Center was organized by a work group convened by the Wichita Coalition for Child Abuse Prevention, including members representing workforce development, government, and child care providers and resources. Now, the work group launched earlier this year to address the desperate need for child care availability in the Wichita area. According to data from Child Care Aware of Kansas, the number of licensed child care providers in the area has steadily declined in recent years, a problem that's worsened since the COVID-19 pandemic. So there you go. That's a, a big challenge in our area. This is that was business news, by the way, from the Wichita Business Journal here on KNSS. Big challenge. And I've I started really finding out about it a few months ago when uh, somebody brought to my attention, uh, hey, you know what? There's the next thing coming on. We want these people to go back to work, but there's not enough child care. I think some the statistic, the statistic is like uh, 13 kids waiting for one position Big in problem. Kansas. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a problem. And for those who who are working and who are uh, taking their kids to uh, somebody with, for child care, it's expensive. It's not cheap. It's expensive. It's a huge and, uh, expense. And you almost, you know, almost have to make a real good living to even afford to do that. You know, which you, is part of the problem. <laughs> it's a, it's the uh, chicken and the egg type of deal.
All right, it is 7.52 uh, now, Stephen Ted in the morning, and I'm just, you see what I've worn today, my usual KNSS polo short sleeve shirt. Right. But That's I did it? bring a jacket. I, you know, I took you did or did not? Yeah, it's in the. It's over there. So All right, I'll be okay. But uh, we are looking for a change in the weather. We have had such gorgeous weather now for the past well, about three weeks or more. And uh, like you said, you got out. And I've gotten out for, to walk almost every day, and uh, it's just nice out there. The leaves changing and all that, but it looks like we're going to get a little taste of what could be coming the rest of the rest of this winter here later on this morning sometime. Uh, as this, yeah, when I look at that week ahead and it's, eyes are in the 40s every day, I was like, ooh, that's quite a bit of a change. Let me look at the radar real quick here. I've been tracking this uh, this front that's coming our way from the northwest, moving to the southeast, and uh, get to, it's not moving. Come on. My radar is not updating fast enough. Uh, okay, well, I'm not going to get a good, <laughs> get a bad screen here. Um, anyway, it had just passed Hutchinson. Yeah, it's on its way. Last time we last time we checked a few minutes ago, it had come on past Hutchinson, moving down uh, toward 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 us. Probably, I'm looking at mm, approaching Kingman now, which is 41 miles straight to the west of us. Anyway, making uh, making ready for uh, winter time to get here. And yeah, so it's been like a spring, and now we're getting a little bit of winter coming our way this weekend. Uh, the issue what, isn't the low tonight like 26 or something? 27 yeah 27 yeah. so yeah, the, yeah. You're, make sure you you know it's a good idea and i haven't done this for a while i never think of it and probably you don't either but be a good idea to make sure that furnace filter is changed yeah that's uh, another thing things, you should do this time yeah, of year yep. those things get dirty and start uh, out the winter with a nice yeah. clean filter there for your good, furnace good furnace filter uh i was it's uh, i did a the the uh the issue show this weekend the it's 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 uh it's of course it's a recorded interview we do on on Sundays. Uh, Brian Walker from Kansas Food Bank was my guest this week, talking about the fact that of course they provide uh, food for pantries, public pantries around the state, eighty five counties. They're serving out of Wichita. Mm-hmm. By the way, we talked briefly yesterday when I called out there and talked to our good friend Manny. You remember Manny, don't you? Manny? Yeah, the guy we used to work with. Oh, yeah, 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 Manny. What was his nickname? Man Cow. Man Cow. Yeah, Man Cow. Talk to him. He's working there at Kansas Food Bank now. Said nice. To, said to say hi to Ted, you know. But anyway, the, the funny point guy. is that uh, they're, you know, they, it's it's Thanksgiving coming up, and they're trying to get Cargill gave him a bunch of turkeys. But they're also having to get some hams and so forth because these turkeys are very, very expensive, and they can't get that many, I guess. But uh, they're doing their best, and uh, we we appreciate those folks at the Kansas Food Bank who sure think, do think about other people in hunger, especially this time of the year, when, with the, with the holidays coming up. Two weeks today, two weeks from today, two weeks from today, Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving Day yeah. will be here. Looking forward to it. My my favorite holiday, I think of all. I watched a Thanksgiving, a uh, classic Thanksgiving episode of a sitcom last night. Uh, Everybody loves Raymond. Oh, watched the episode where the uh, the mom makes everybody tofu turkey. She's on a health kick. I think I've seen that tofu turkey. Well, how <laughs> bet her husband oh, was really excited about that. I was laughing that. out loud. That is so funny. What's his name, Frank? Yeah, of course, Peter oh, Boyle, Frank. Oh, man. Did not want any of the, no. Well, none of the guys wanted any of them. <laughs> where's the real turkey? Where's the turkey? No, no tofu turkey. Mm. That was pretty darn funny. Not a good idea. All right, Ted, 7.55 now. Stay with us. 8 o'clock hour. Stephen, head of the morning here on KNSS. Got a lot to talk about this morning. Part of our 8 o'clock hour this morning, our special guest in a few minutes, 
Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Angela Cadillo will be with us this morning. In our news, Hurricane Nicole beginning its assault on Florida and the East Coast. Ted Woodward has sports coming up. Ted, right? Yeah, we'll be taking a look at uh, the, a new hire in the NBA, and it's a former Kansas Jayhawk as a head coach again. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. And as always, entertainment news, the blur. I'm looking forward to that. we got some good audio for you. got some really great tidbits. I think you'll enjoy this one. A good episode of the blur coming up in, uh, in, uh, at 835 this morning. And don't forget, uh, coming up in sports, uh, we'll have our weekly Minute with Mitch. Right. So uh, we'll start to Mitch talk Holtis. Chiefs preview coming up in, after the sports. And, of course, we have traffic and weather all in the 8 o'clock hour with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.